party <laughs> that is the, that is like the the lowest energy party of the USA I was I was going to go like yeah party in the USA <laughs> uh Kuya's logs November I'm a bit late on this one 10 um 2020 and uh, how are you how's your post no not post cuz like he he is just starting right um how is your post president elect biden nomination winning the thing thing <laughs> look i try to avoid being political um in in this uh recordings but at the same time it's like it's it's the only thing like for that for that three days it is the only thing i can i can see in like facebook and and reddit and and just the little things right and you know how like trump's gonna get the covid treatment from like john oliver to to posting on youtube it's any it's the only thing i can see um for the past week i mean for the past uh few days but anyway how are you uh this is i don't i don't usually have a fucking intro for these things but yeah he won you know does it make your day a little bit better did it make your day just a little bit more brighter i hope it did um i saw the videos of like people just playing and then i saw um the reason why i i started singing uh, party in the usa because all of a sudden um it started charting uh, I saw on Reddit. I think it was not the onion, onion, onion. I think it was that. Um, wherein all of a sudden, party in the USA became like this. Uh, came back in the charts in in the billboards, as they say. And I'm like, yeah, I think I can think of the reason why. <laughs> um, but yeah, the reason why I'm late is. Or like late in posting, because again, I usually record on a Sunday, is because a lot of things have happened, m- mostly. Um, started work, finally. Did I, did I ever make that? Or was the last time... Oh yeah, right. So I haven't started working uh, during the last episode, yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, this is my uh, second week. So I thought, like, maybe two weeks have passed. So, yeah. So, yeah, there. Um, Yeah, started working uh, for more than a week now. And I'll get to that in a minute. But if you can hear uh, the air conditioning or probably the, the fans of the of the desktop, then um, it's probably because I'm going to try, like, a new recording thing right because right now i'm recording on audacity and my usual practice is to use the the noise uh reduction thing uh, at the end of that so i i do like uh get the noise profile wherein you would record like five seconds of, of silence technically or just the room around you so that audacity can uh, recognize uh, what quote-unquote is the background sound and 
after that you're gonna control a on the audio and then just press effect and the noise reduction and then just you know do do the noise reduction thing it ain't it ain't a complex action but it works well it used to work and i listened to i finally listened to to one of my episodes because usually I'm, i'm too much of an insecure fuck to to listen to my own shit so i finally listened to to one episode and it was it was i don't know what it was i don't know what what the sound was because my the the interface that i use to record the these things plays back my voice in a way you know monitoring and um it did not sound like what it sounds here <laughs> and i'm thinking that's probably the the noise reduction so i'm i'm going to try and not do the noise reduction as much actually i'm not going to do it at all so you might hear some some background things in the background because it is why they're called background things <laughs> i'm i'm sorry i'm stalling time like i said very uneventful week um except for the fact that i started my work and you know from people in in the company to like my own friends and and family they're all asking like so how's your first day how's your you know how's your first uh the, the start of your uh of your corporate new corporate life and i was like this feels like first of all i the answer is two things and the and the first one is it feels like i'm going into a summer camp and if you don't know what that feeling is it is probably like think back to uh i don't know if you've ever gone into a into a summer camp but anyway um think of a time when you went back to uh summer or like a kid right and then you either got into like a camp or like one of those lessons things or anything that your parents made you do that did not include any one of your family right so it could be like guitar lessons or or sports or whatever and think of that moment wherein you do not know anyone in that area so you're trying to um observe i wouldn't say fit in but because uh, that's the thing that popped in my head but anyway um i wouldn't try to i would try to observe and look at the the surroundings because you need to know how you're gonna act right you need to know how you're gonna be one with the group and, and stuff like that so it is fitting in uh, but before you do that you're you're kind of this in like moment wherein how much of myself do i let them know right <laughs> how much how much do i reveal or or unveil the the piece of shit that is me right um but anyway so there and and it felt like that and the way i say that it's like a like a summer camp is because in in my previous company when when we did the uh on onboarding it's it's called onboarding when we did the onboarding it was usually just a day or two 
of PowerPoints. It's just a day or two of like, what do our companies represent? This is our history. This is the mother company. These are the people you need to say sir and ma'am to and, and stuff like that. And then for like the first week, at least in my previous company, we had we could we could um, fly to shit i should have i should have made you silent oh god now everything's beeping um there we go so where was i so yeah so it, it was usually just a week of that right um with this one you know they made us download an app to uh try and study and and what i did not anticipate was this amount of training that i had to do and because of the the work um work from home situation due to covid it was uh it was all web although thinking about it because of the fact that a lot of those training materials seem kind of old makes me think that even if i was there even if without the whole covid thing it would have been all web uh modules and and stuff like that but anyway so there uh that was actually one of the first things that that they showed me was like okay for the first two years here are your mandatory trainings that you have to take and the amount i think when i tried to count it it was around 86 so I had to take like 86 and all of those have different deadlines. Like there, here's a bunch wherein I had to take like two weeks uh, later or like um, two weeks. What was that? Here's a, here's a bunch of training that, that you have to finish by two weeks. There we go. Jesus. I'm, I'm looking around my room trying to find the fucking. And I found you. So. Um, sorry, I shouldn't be doing this while recording, but then again, I did drink hot chocolate during one recording session. Mm. I think I'm about like five liters of water for today because I, I downloaded this app. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent again, but I downloaded this app to, to check my water intake and the, the, goal it gave me per day was around 2280 liters and i don't know how that how much is that in freedom units but <laughs> but there um and then i just started getting more and more thirsty at first it felt like you were drowning right or like drinking water trying to trying to uh reach the the limit or like the goal but anyway it was like um yeah, it was it was fucking trying to like gurgle. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like you're trying to drink, right? Because you sooner uh before you know it, it was like 10 p.m. and you're like about 60% of the way there. And uh yeah, it's just all of a sudden it's like you realize that you're not drinking you know, you're you're drinking more than you should and you're peeing almost every hour and you get thirstier you get thirsty quicker. 
And before I knew it, I was like going past the limit. At first, it was like 3,000 liters. And then, oh, sorry, 3,000 liter, three liters. Jesus Christ. I meant three liters. I didn't mean 3,000 liters. Jesus. But anyway, um, milliliters. It's probably the thousands. But yeah, so at first, it was like that. It was uh, drinking that amount of water. And then it became 4,000. And then I stopped counting. Like, I I still use the app. But whenever I, I break past the, the 2,280 uh, mark, I'm like, okay, I'm, d- I'm done tracking my shit for the day. I've reached the minimum. And then I'm just going to drink wherever. And the the bottle I'm using, or rather the flask, I guess, the, the, the tumbler I'm using holds about 750 and I've drank this like probably like eight times today. I've I filled this up and then drank all of it by eight times today. In addition to the glasses of water you take per meal. So, you know, I'm I'm guessing I'm like nearing five K at this point. But anyway, back to the work. <laughs> back to the work. So yeah, so just the fact that it was like super organized and then they're like trainers because um, usually you get your like HR people, right? And in my old company, you know, when when you're talking about IT shit, you get the IT people. And usually, which is you know, at that point it was me, but <laughs> the others weren't like um, they they did not have the training pizzazz or like the skill, right? So it literally just sometimes it felt like someone's presenting, and it can get kind of overwhelming and at the same time boring um that's the reason why this one felt like a summer camp because all of them have been trained i think all of them were like hr people even when they're talking about um you know uh what was the word uh, company policies and, and shit like that so yeah and and whatever non-hr people were teaching me it was through video if it was too techy, if it was too ITE, then it would be done through video. So yeah, so that's what I meant when I said it felt kind of like a, a summer camp vibe because everything's so organized and you feel like a kid, you know, okay, go to this room, do this things, you know what this is about, this is about this, and then let's learn about this. So it, that, and, and sometimes they use that tone, right? Um, not knocking against it, it just made me, I'm just saying that's how it made me feel. And uh, the second thing is what I would usually tell people or, or my friends who um, used to be with me during high school or like were my uh, schoolmates during high school. Because um, back in my high school, I, I went to I went to the same school as my sister's. And granted, they were the smart, you know, one was the smart kid, one was the more uh, assertive, I guess. I don't know. She was a, she was the popular kid. And then another one was, the, was another popular kid. And I was the youngest. So whenever they would, whenever I would go to high school. Wait, I'm going to think of that sentence because something's grammatically wrong with with the thing I'm about to say. When I was in high school, there we go. When I was in high school, um, Christ, 
why can't I? When I was in high school, and then you would go in and meet the teachers, meet the faculty, meet uh, everyone, like, during that new day, the teacher, upon hearing your name or your last name, would look at you with, like, this nostalgic whatever look in, in their face or, like, just recognizing you, trying to see if you look like one of my sisters or if I look like one of my sisters. And then they would they would probably say, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say their, my, my last name or my real last name here. But anyway, they, they would say, you know, you're, you're the brother of, are you the brother of, of last name? <laughs> Kuya? I don't know. Are you the brother of Arnold? Kuya Arnold? Nah, Kuya. Are you the brother of Kuya? Yeah, let's go with that. So are you the brother of, of this person? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's, that's me. Yes, that's me. And it felt, like that here because uh, my sister works in hr not the same hr that hired me by the way just in case you were thinking like oh he got in because of this but anyway um yeah so my my sister works in hr and she's been here like quite a while and like whenever i would meet new people especially if they interacted with hr in any way even you know not not like the IT people who who went to HR and and stuff like that, they would say, "Hey, I see your last name. I recognize that last name. Are you the brother, or are you related, or do you know, blah blah blah?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I know her." <laughs> and um, again, not saying it's a bad thing, not saying it's a good thing, but I do have to admit, you know, the bad side of it is there is that fucking pressure to perform because um. As my sister grew up, she uh, kind of became a bit of an achiever, and yeah, I think I think she's won like multiple awards in this in this uh, company. So like the pressure to be as good as her, you know, or at least not to fuck up, um, is is high because you're always from now on you're always gonna be compared to her, or like, you know, your your family is gonna be like, so how was your work, Arnold? And then how's your work? Blah, blah. But, but anyway. Um, so yeah, so the pressure is there to perform as well. But on the good side, it has caused me to break the ice a little bit quicker with like people who have interacted with her. Because immediately, because I think like when you're breaking the ice, especially with someone you don't know, you look for a common thing. You, lo- you look for a common ground, right? And... By just being related to this person, you already find it. And from that moment on, they have a sense of familiarity with you. And it makes it easier to interact with someone. So yeah, so there. Those are the three things that that I felt. And uh, yeah, it's it's going well so far. I mean, all I've been doing is like trainings. <laughs> I've... Uh, I've I can successfully identify and prevent a sexual harassment incident <laughs> or uh if you um see like an anti bribery uh incident so there um and 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 oh yeah um one of the things that I saw that was uh or rather one of the things I experienced that I never thought I would experience is if you remember or if you do if you watch SpongeBob 
back in the day. Remember that Krabby Patty episode, or what? Almost all of the episodes are. Um, what was that? Remember the the employee training episode? He's like, so you just started in Krusty Krab, and chapter one the equipment or, or something like that and then at the end it would be like do you really want to learn the Krabby Patty and then Spongebob was doing like that and then so yeah that episode right I never thought I used to I used to believe that training thing that training video clip thing used to exist in like probably like in the 1970s or 1980s you know where in the the HR guy would probably take like a video cassette or like a VHS or Betamax. I don't know. And then they would play it and then, so you just started a new job and, and stuff like that. And I got to watch it. I got to watch like, I think probably like 25% of the videos I watch were, were something of that nature. And I was just, I was just entertained at how, at how it, it was done. Cause like, when when you're looking at it, it's it's uh, it seems boring, right? But when when um, it's like one of those um old Bugs Bunny cartoons or like old era cartoons, right? It is uh, in, it is way past its age, but it has a certain charm to it. It's almost as if it can only exist within that space. And there's a certain, like, I'm not camp, but probably camp is the closest word I can I can use to describe it. But there's a certain charm again <laughs> to it, and yeah, it it just makes things more interesting. So yeah, so that that's my work so far. <laughs> I don't think I got any more any anything more to say about work because right now I am um, doing one-on-one meetings. Uh, because again, what you could usually do in an office setting, wherein you would just go to the other person's to the other person and say, "Hi, I'm, I'm the new guy," you know, "Nice to meet you." This is what I do. Hey, can you tell me about blah 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 blah? Right now, with with the whole COVID thing, um, now you have to schedule like one-on-one meetings and then just talking to them. And then I started earlier one of the meetings and i think he was way in india i don't want to assume because he's indian so i don't want to assume that he's currently in india but anyway so i i set a meeting with him and then it was it was nice um the the things we talked about were very substantial like i i talked to him i can't of course say what I talked to him about because that would be like a breach of company policy and I am tied. I'm working for the man now. <laughs> Fucking sell out. Yes, I need the money. But anyway, yeah, so it was all it was it was a good thing, but I noticed something. I think I noticed this like in my last year or close to the last year of my previous work because in my previous work I uh, it, well, in, in the last years or the last months of my previous work, I became sort of a project manager. And I had to, um, essentially, what a project manager does is manage projects. <laughs> it's in the name, motherfucker. 
Because if you're like sitting there, look, if you think that's stupid, that explanation is stupid and it's fucking funny, probably not, but it's stupid. Think of the guy who has to sit there and think, oh, I wonder what does a project manager do? <laughs> but anyway, so with, with the job came like interacting with people and I'm not really a good interactor, quote unquote. Nah. I mean, in in a sense, right? I'm not really good with with groups, but you have to do it because it's your job. And a lot of my sis, I've I've watched how my sisters and and my dad and my parents like interact with people. So I kind of like okay, so this is must this must be what uh what to do. This is this must be what I need to do. So you know, I just do that. Right, act like them. Be all smiling. Hey, how are you? Hi, whatever. And um, yeah, so that's how I go about it. But at the same time, I am still kind of a. I don't want to call it introvert. I don't want to fucking call it introvert. I don't like it when people say I'm an introvert and then think that's like a pass for their lack of social ability. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck that came from, but anyway, I um. Yeah, I just don't fucking like it, man. Because, like, you can be an introvert and still be sociable. You just don't need to be sociable, right? Because that's my inter... And that's that's what I know what a, what an introvert is. It's, like, essentially, it's, it's the transfer of energy, right? An introvert um, it needs to expend the energy to interact with people. Meanwhile, an extrovert needs to interact people to charge that energy. I guess that's what I, that's what I think it is. But I hate it. No, I don't. I don't necessarily hate it. I don't hate that much. I don't need to hate that much. Where am I going with this? I'm just saying. It's like I get annoyed when people say that they're introverts, and then be like. Okay, that's it. You know, uh, don't talk to me. I'm an introvert. Whatever. Bye bye. And go read a book and and whatever. And I'm like, there will be so situations where you have to be social. There are situations where you have to talk to people. And are you just gonna fucking freak out during during those moments? Of course not. So you need to train. You know. And and my thing is like, yeah, it it fucking freaks me out. But at the same time, it is also an opportunity to learn, right? You can't do 50 push-ups on your first try unless unless you're like a young Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you're, you, you probably could. So you do 10, and then you do 20, and then you do 30, and then you train. So socializing, just like any activity, you can get better at it. But you can't start unless you try, right? So I'm not saying that you should fucking go out and and meet people until you fucking throw up from all the the, the anxiety (laughs) or like the disappointment with with meeting new people. But, you know, don't pass up an opportunity to learn a new skill. Where am I going with this? Who the fuck am I fighting? The person listening to this? The the three? The the two people? (laughs) I'm always going to say three, but... At the same time, I'm thinking like maybe the third one is me because I, I'm now listening to my own audio. But anyway, um, 
Where was I going with that? Right. So yeah, so I'm also a fucking introvert and I'm like I wouldn't say I'm like a serious case. Um but the words my psych said to me made so much sense in in the past few months. Um because she essentially told me and again, I hate this again. I hate saying, "Oh, you have depression. Oh, you have anxiety." But anyway, now I hate I hate doing that because with to me when you identify yourself as that sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Maybe maybe you are that, right? But maybe you're not as worse off as you think you are. And but by identifying yourself as that, you're therefore claiming the full spectrum or the full range of that. Because it's your quote unquote, it's you. And yeah, I, I I don't like that. That's why I never I never formally or like fully acknowledge that until I got to a psychiatrist's room, until I got myself checked. Because if I'm going to if I'm going to say that, I want it to be from a medical professional, not just a test I saw on the internet, not just my feelings, right? Because, you know, you could you could be cold, you could be freezing. But ultimately, what is your threshold for cold? What is cold to you? It could be different to that other guy. So, you know, I'm just saying, the fuck am I doing? What? Why? Why the fuck am I ranting? Who the fuck am I fighting? But anyway, um, where was I going with this? Right, so meetings. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. If you don't know by now, this is how this brain works. Um, yeah, fucking meetings, right? So I go and, and, and do the meetings. And again, that's the reason why the, the words my psychiatrist said to me, which is essentially what she told me is, you, I will... You know, I'll, I'll diagnose you with, uh, or she obviously didn't say it like that, but I think you have um, depression, anxiety, and then another th- another thing, which is, I think, compulsiveness or something like that, but not to the degree of like a ADHD because I can still, I can still function, right? I'm not like, oh, train, oh, turtle, but any, I'm not like that. Maybe I am like that to a degree, but anyway. Um, yeah, so, uh, those two things, uh, depression is, uh, it is what it is, but it's more on the anxiety part because whenever I'm done with a meeting, like whenever I'm done, whether it's one-on-one with a group, with s- people I'm close to at work, right? Whenever I'm done with a meeting, the first thing I do when that meeting ends, when, when everyone's left the room, left the chat room, um, and, and you know, gone on with their own business. The first thing I do is I go to the bathroom, I go to a cubicle, maybe I take a piss or maybe I take a shit if I really need to. But I freak the fuck out. You know, like sometimes when when you just can't contain it anymore and be like, (laughs) be like, you know, like you want to scream and and yell. So I do that in in the restroom. And, you know, for for the previous year, uh, in in my own home, 
like whenever okay guys thank you thank you for coming and then end the call and the first thing i do is i turn around and then just fucking and then stuff like that just to get it out sometimes i find people to talk to because it helps me calm down but now i'm thinking like maybe that's anxiety right that that's like performance anxiety and just social anxiety just when the meeting starts you'll be like okay stay the fuck there you know just just hold it down hold hold the fuck down don't uh don't move <laughs> uh maybe it's just like that and then they it just builds up and builds up and builds up so that when the meeting is done it just like shoots out of it so i need to find an outlet for it so i guess it makes sense and i'm thinking like maybe Maybe it is maybe that energy, right? Even right now, like as I'm talking and whatever. Maybe maybe that energy to not fuck up or like to not mess up. Cause when I'm usually in a position to like report or, or anything, perform or whatever, you know, I I go over through the scenario over and over in my head, trying to practice, trying to see how I could fuck up and then trying to and I'm thinking like Maybe that's the anxiety part. Because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm seeing people who are like fucking chill, right? They're fucking chill. They'll, they'll just do nothing or like go on their phones and then go up, stage, go up the stage and then just fucking kill it. And, and be naturally funny or like be naturally charismatic. And, and I'm like, wow. Meanwhile, I'm right here just fucking thinking of all the ways I could fucking fuck up. And uh, yeah, so maybe that's that's like the anxiety. And now I'm thinking like maybe the energy I get from being anxious holds back the like I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Fuck this! I just wanna, I just wanna fucking go. <laughs> it holds back the depression. <laughs> so it's like when you're doing uh when you're drinking coffee and alcohol at the same time. You know, the alcohol brings you down, but it's same. Or I don't I don't think that's the that's the right term. Cause like you can still you can still get uh fucked up while doing alcohol. I'm I'm thinking like maybe it's like when you do tequila and vodka, right? Uh, vodka push pushes you down, but the tequila brings you back up. So something like that. Um, and if you're sitting right there thinking, that's gotta be a shitty way to live. <laughs> that's gonna be fucking tiring well then that's the reason why i ended up in a psychiatrist's room in the first place so uh it has always been balancing but anyway if you're gonna if you have to learn anything (laughs) from this uh this episode it's like don't be afraid you know to to train your muscle and and even when it's not quote-unquote you it is an opportunity to add something to your personality, I should say. So that's why I don't, especially when it's like a, when there's nothing at stake and it's new, right? I, I don't usually avoid it or like I don't usually say no to an opportunity like that because, you know, yeah, you could be embarrassing, but or you could you could do something embarrassing. Or you could fuck up and and you could miss. That's why, you know, you have that whole risk assessment in the first place. But, but, you could also learn something new, right? And 
the only thing I tell myself, especially when when I'm performing, um, the only thing I tell myself to calm me down, so to say, is if I do fuck up, people easily forget. Or, or you have a funny story to tell. In in your next uh, social interaction, so to say, and I think that's still good, right? So yeah, I I thought I didn't have anything to say because of my work, but then I I fucking spent like what thirty six minutes talking about uh the work and then doing something side in between. Oh, uh, what was that? What was that? Fucking PS five launched, did it? Or because I've been seeing like a lot of people review the PS five, and did you see that Dual Sense? Apparently, that's the reason why they fucking called it Dual Sense in the first place. So, if you haven't owned the Switch, the Switch has this 3D rumble thing, which is a very evident if you played uh, something like, what was that game? Mario Party. Because it made use of that dual uh, 3D rumble very awesomely, wherein you had to count, like, how many uh, ice cubes, I guess. Or, like, you, you had a jar full of candy, and then you had to, like, shake it. You had to shake the controller to make the candy fall out and you could literally feel that there's something inside the controller due to the rumble thing so it's like that on fucking steroids and the video i saw had the character on screen go to this grate to this uh steel grate and with with like a air vent going through it so you could feel like the air and then he could literally, uh, well, in his words, he could feel the the grate and the air through the rumbles of the com- controller. So you, he could literally feel the surface of wherever the character was standing. And I'm like, shit, right? All right, that deserves a name. And I don't know, it sounds... It sounds cheesy at first right dual sense it it sounds it sounds fucking cheesy at first but thinking about it dual shock like that you don't really think about controller vibrations with shock maybe dual thunder or dual rumble digimon rumble but anyway um yeah so it 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 makes like it sounds like a natural evolution from dual shock is what i'm trying to fucking say and uh yeah it is uh it is nice <laughs> oh yeah right they they fucking announced um mass effect uh, during uh the N7 day right november 7 and i originally okay here's my stance right I I planned to fucking no I don't I don't want to say planned I boycotted EA because of fucking Anthem and and how that shit run because BioWare in terms of like the the Mass Effect team and and I guess yeah just the the Mass Effect team fucking died for for Anthem you know they they threw the mass effect license to this uh uh the the multiplayer theme i think was uh 
Bioware Vancouver and then it fucked up and then they were like okay fuck it you know just focus all everything in in Anthem and then Anthem fucking tanked and I'm like okay fuck this right Bioware had to die so that this you know company uh, Anthem can can live and then they announced this shit and I'm like oh shit you know and then they also announced like a new Mass Effect which I am kind of skeptical considering how Andromeda look I started I I started playing Andromeda and it is an okay game you know it is it's it's story and atmosphere is what its gameplay was for the first Mass Effect because the first Mass Effect tried to make it a little bit more like an RPG where in like Fallout, right? You could be anything in that table. You don't have to choose a class. Well, you kind of do. But <laughs> but essentially the whole table is open for you and then classes just give you bonuses to certain skills. Um is what I thought it was. But now thinking about it, maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, they tried to make it a little bit more like RPG. I think I talked about this before. Removing you know the action parts um at the time it was the the popular shooter was what was that guilty gear no not guilty gear gears of war there we go so fucking gears of war right so i think uh there was a decision to make it a little bit more distinct from gears of war because it's still kind of a co- cover shooter but it's going to be an rpg cover shooter so it was good it was a good idea but just fucked up in its execution. You know, you get like weapons that don't stop overheating at the final battle, at the final boss battle. You know how I defeated Saren? He made everything, every one of my guns overheat. Because I didn't, at the time, I didn't even, I thought it was a glitch, right? And I'm still thinking it probably was a glitch. Because who in the right mind would decide to have a character and then just remove every possible um you know every every fucking possible way of of fighting right that's that's if like dark souls for some reason at the last uh boss fight decided to take away all of your weapons and shit you could still punch which is how i defeated saren in the first place in in my first run through the game I fucking decked him until he was dead. And because of like how it treated your squad mates wherein their damage is significantly significantly less than yours even though you're holding the same weapons they uh they didn't do shit to Saren so I had to fucking punch him to death. And uh yeah, so again, it was a good idea but but shit execution, right? Here, it's a little bit of an inverse. It had a good idea for a story, you know, with like the Andromeda Initiative and then finding new planets. But it was just shitty in in execution because the premise is amazing, right? If you think about it, they like go deep into hyperspace and and it could have been a really good story-driven No Man's Sky. Wherein, because I think that was the news that I heard back in the day. 
it ha- it was going to be procedurally procedurally generated but i still think that the core of mass effect isn't really much of the gameplay it is your interaction with the characters and also you know not mu- not much of the like the overarching plot because again um star wars uh it's it's essentially just not even star wars fucking cowboy bebop i guess no it, it's it's war in space that's that's all it is with like a little bit of like the krogan thing and a little bit of sprinkling of side stories in between but essentially it's war in space or you could even call it star wars uh, but anyway um so yeah big baddie right trade in the empire for the reapers and and you get that and even like the fucking you know what? I'm not here to gush about Mass Effect. I'll do that when I play the game again in the Legendary Edition. But anyway, um, yeah. And and it had a good premise, but it just fucked up there. And I knew it started to fuck up in my original run of Andromeda once I realized that it was almost the same shit in Mass Effect 2. Like, the enemy is essentially just the collectors, but smarter. You know, they're not controlled by this space, at least as far as I got to. They weren't controlled by these evil space monsters in, in like, the depths of dark space. They're just assholes. <laughs> they're just, uh, they're probably, like, what the Protheans, spoilers, were in, like, Mass Effect, in, like, Mass Effect 3. Or in, yeah, they're powerful, but they're also assimilating everything. But anyway... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I'm going on and on, but anyway, yeah. So it it is the inverse of that, right? That's why I'm kind of skeptical with this new Mass Effect. I'll I'll wait and see the reviews for this one, and I probably still won't buy it. You know, because you know they're fucking gonna release like a uh, game of the year edition with all the DLCs that have been released even though the game just released fucking three years ago and here's all the DLC that was originally in the game but we decided to cut it because we're EA and we're assholes but I am also kind of hopeful because of the new um, Star Wars game that they released that was a little bit like Dark Souls Um, but yeah I'll I'll, I'll wait but going back to the uh, Legendary Edition it was fucking funny when like they showed Garrus twice. <laughs> It'd be like they're showing like the montage of like the characters and they showed Garrus twice. And I'm thinking why? <laughs> like I mean yeah, Garrus is amazing, right? But why would you show him twice and why wouldn't you just add another character because they added Miranda because I thought they were going to they were going to add the uh what was that? The I thought they were only going to show the original crew, which is Garrus, Tali, Liara, Caden, uh, and Ashley. So I thought they were gonna go with that. Oh, and and Rex, but they showed Thane, and then they also showed uh, Miranda. And here I'm thinking maybe it was. Uh, a nod to like the box art of Mass Effect 2 because if I remember correctly they also use uh, Miranda and Thane for the box art there but anyway it was just fucking funny 
because the uh, the first thought that came into my head is like that could have been Jacob, <laughs> that could have been Jacob, and they didn't do it. They didn't push through it, cause fuck Jacob, <laughs> fuck that. Piece of, oh my dad was uh, was the head of a colony and he fucked up and fuck you. But anyway, J- Jacob was actually kind of cool. He was uh, a little bit underdeveloped, right? That that spot originally belonged to Caden. Caden was your fucking bro, and that's about it. He was a. Uh, he's not even your bro, cause Garrus is your bro, but Caden is like your fan. <laughs> I don't know. Ashley is this racist piece of shit. But anyway, I guess what they, what they were trying to accomplish is because I think when was this released? Two thousand. I, the origin the the Mass Effect three was I think was released in like two thousand and twelve, and that was eight years ago. So there could be like a whole generation of people who haven't played any of the Mass Effect games. So I'm thinking like maybe that's a way for them not to be spoiled. But you could I don't know if I had to add another person there, I would probably add. You already got Rex. So you probably shouldn't add um what was his name? Grunt. Jack is probably the most obvious one. But he's kind of she's kind of like half naked, so you can't put that in front of the in front of the kids. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking like maybe just have maybe just show Caden and Ashley. At the same time, you know, just like a little foreshadowing of what's going to become of them. But yeah, it was like a... It was nice to see that. I'm going to wait to see if... uh, I'm going to wait to see how they're going to remaster this. Because if it's just... If it's just, we'll update the graphics, turn it, use it into the DICE engine... Put it in the dice engine and then just run it from there. I would probably be curious enough because the only thing I keep on saying after playing, uh, while playing Mass Effect Andromeda is, it, sh- it fucking looks good, like just the way the light hits everything. Not the textures too much because I don't really play on Ultra, but just the way the light hits everything and, and just the way it looks. It looks good, and and just she, just seeing Mass Effect, probably not one, but two and three, in in that. Um, engine, would probably be worth it enough, but they've also, you know, if it's just if it's just like an upresed, uh, texture, thing, if it's just like a. You know, just make it, playable, in like sixty four K. Because if they're aiming for like the the next generation consoles, you can run this in 4K at uh, 60 frames per second. If it's just like that, then maybe it's not worth it. Especially if it, if they're going to sell it at like 70. Because like they're already planning on, on upping the price of like the next gen games, right? To $70. So fuck that. But anyway, yeah, I am excited for that. And 2021, and I keep telling to my friends, all right, so uh, 
I guess there's reason to live after Cyberpunk. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. But anyway, I I guess I have 10 minutes left, so I I should probably return a segment that I've been pushing away for a while, and that is if you want to write in and and get my opinion on some shit you can do that by sending me a message in twitter.com slash kuya arnold or if you want to do it anonymously you know without me knowing your twitter account you could also email me at kuya a joseph at gmail.com so that's kuya a joseph k-u-y-a a joseph at gmail.com it doesn't have to be about relationships but you know i i find those advice very fun to do so anyway it could sound like this fucking vibe check 718 posted on reddit (laughs) or rather wrote in how to not make my boyfriend how to not take my 25 21f boyfriend's 22m depression personally oh hey very topical because that's what i was talking about earlier my boyfriend and i have been together for a year we had our first fight last night after a year wow i'm i'm thinking like it is easier to get that first fight in like about six months in the relationship. Because like you fights are first of all very unavoidable. But let me drink this water first. Real talk. I've been pausing this recording just to drink water. So uh, if you've ever heard me in this recording, like all of a sudden I change my energy or like the way it sounds is because i paused drank water and then started replaying i'm, I'm telling you i'm addicted to this water <laughs> but anyway um yeah your uh, fights are very unavoidable and sometimes you have to learn how to fight and when to take a knee and yeah but anyway maybe it's because i'm a very confrontational person but anyway um <laughs> and i love him but some of his habits, bad behaviors that he says are his depression are really taking a toll on me. For example, he sleeps through dates, dinners, and times we are supposed to hang out often. Last week, I waited at the bus stop for 20 minutes at 11 p.m. because he wouldn't answer his phone because he was taking a depression nap. The fuck is a depression nap? Fuck that. He did the same thing a few nights ago and blew off a nice dinner with me and a friend to take a depression nap quote unquote he barely answers my texts and whenever i try to express my bad feelings i'm not a picture of mental health either he just tells me it's so much worse for him and then blame it on either his depression or his school home environment I feel that he never listens to me because he assumes my life is so perfect and easy. I already fucking hate this guy. Fuck this guy. Which hurts because I'm often sad and stressed about, but he dismisses that. He says that if I want to be with him, I need to put up with him sleeping through things, uh, being late to everything, having a disgusting apartment, 
and that I need to acknowledge that things are worse for him than they are for me. Get out. Get out of that. I'm I'm not gonna wait. Fucking get out. That that's my fucking disposition. I'm like that black guy and fucking get out. You know, when he had that moment of clarity. I'm like, get out. Get out. Cause like fucking flashbacks, dude. But anyway, um I don't know how to feel about that. I love him. Aw. And, and want to be with him but whenever i ask for anything he says he can't possibly try any harder in our relationship i know he has depression but it's getting to a point where i don't feel love no matter how much he says he loves me but how how do i not take these things personally or should i take them personally i need advice it's my roommates just tell me to break up with him yes but i don't want to oh how do I not take my boyfriend's depressed behaviors, being late, sleeping through dates, ignoring me for 24 hours personally? All right. All right. I believe that I need to wrap this up in four minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, I believe that a relationship is different than uh, an emotion. So like love and, and stuff like that and the way you start feeling stuff for him, that is that is thrown out of the window when you're in a relationship. Not to say that it you know you don't need them, but once you start a relationship, especially a romantic one, it is primarily a contract or uh what was that a b- binding contract or whatever that both need to uphold either formally or informally both need to acknowledge also the needs of the other so why am what am i leading up here uh what am i leading up to here He wants you to understand him. To he wants and the and the reason why I am saying or anyway, so he wants you to understand him, be you know, having his depression and, and stuff like that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock off his quote unquote depression. You know, I'm not gonna say that thing's fucking fake. He's just fucking lazy. Needs to bring his shit together. No, I'm not going to say that because benefit of the doubt, maybe he actually has one. But when you're entering into a relationship, you're supposed to respect both sides despite despite the condition of, of whatever side has. Right? You're supposed to respect both of them. Otherwise, why are you there? You know, what's keeping you there? So the question that keeps on going through my mind is, why are you supposed to respect his depression when he can't even respect yours? Not your depression, but, you know, your feelings or like your opinions and stuff like that. He can't even begin to acknowledge it because he just goes back to his depression. You know, he just blames it on on that, regardless of whether it's true or not. And that is the reason why you're getting so pissed. Right? Because your opinion doesn't mean shit 
in compared to him. So the question there is that his depression by association, his value is more than yours. Is it? You know, you have to answer that. And I that's why your friends, that's why your roommates are telling him are telling you to break up with him because they value more than him. And you are not in any way supposed to take care of him. You are not obligated to take care of him. He has to take care of himself first. You know? Or he, it's not supposed to be your job. You have to make concessions. Yes, you have to make sacrifices. Yes, you have to understand him. Yes, but it is a two-way thing. He has to do that for you. And you know what? If he says that he can't possibly try any harder in our relationship, then why should you? If he can't do it for you, then why should you do it for him? It's it's that fucking simple, dude. Like... You're supposed to, to think of yourself as well because if you don't, be careful because you'll just end up running circles for this guy who can't even begin to acknowledge you or the things that you're going through. Why would you do that? Right? So that's my thing. Um... That's that's my whole opinion. And then your question is framed with the intent of staying with him. You know, because um because yeah, like what you just said here, I don't want to break up with him. So what is it making you not break up with him? Right? What is it about him that's making you not break up with him? Because you also have to work on the good and the bad things. You have to remember the good things while working on the bad things. The good things do not necessarily negate the badness that that comes from him, you know? So, the good things help you hold on when the bad things become too much. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you let those bad things stay, right? So, to answer your question, how do you not take your boyfriend's depressed behavior personally is i would say i you need to set boundaries you need to help him define what his behavior first of all what triggers it and then second is how it manifests itself unless it's like some you know if it's about depression then fine but it isn't like something manic like an adhd or a schizophrenia so you can probably pinpoint what he does when he's you know really depressed so and then use that as a baseline right and um i would probably because yes you do understand him but at the same time you need to make him realize that it's not just about him you know that's that's my point that's that's the reason why i want you to break up with him because because of what you're telling me is that this guy he's not going to change because he blew you off for dinner with like a fucking nap you know then then why make that 
you know, I get the first one, but why make the same dinner reservation if you're just gonna fucking blow up, right? And if I if I'm trying to be unbiased here, is like this will end in a breakup. How long that will take and how painful it is will probably be up to you. So uh good luck dude. But personally I'm like yeah, don't ever start a relationship with someone who can't even begin to respect you. Because how can you, how will you love that person when they can't even fucking, right, acknowledge you? But anyway, that's just a theory of him. No, no, I'm kidding. But anyway, yeah, so fucking one hour and it is November 10, 2020. This has been Guya's logs november 10 2020 again if you want to write to me kuya joseph at gmail.com twitter.com slash kuya arnold and goodbye party in the usa